0: Hello and welcome to the new episode of EPL Classic. Guys, I was thinking that I will make a podcast episode on Manchester City versus Chelsea. And I was thinking of, you know, reviewing this match, analyzing this particular match and see what, what happened and, you know, how Manchester City played. And I was thinking of that, but I thought it's gonna be extremely, extremely, extremely disgusting of me if I don't talk about other clubs. Now, specifically, if I have to go. Clubs by clubs. I think the only name that comes in my mind right now is Manchester United because they had a match. They had a match against Aston Villa. I think it was a very crucial match for Manchester United because if they if they managed to get three points, they could be equal to Liverpool. And that's what happened. Manchester United 2, Aston Villa 1. Aston Villa, they played really well. Like, you know, I have seen each and every match of Aston Villa. And I can tell you honestly, this match was extremely good in terms of quality and the effort of the players from Aston Villa. But sometimes Manchester United are just really, really good. And this thing happened. Now, Manchester United 2, Aston Villa won with with a controversial penalty uh, from Bruno Fernandes. Well, I'm saying controversial because see, the way I see it, it was a 50-50. But um, some of the, uh, you know, players, some of the fans, or even players like uh, Emiliano Martinez, he was lamenting over the fact that this cannot, that should not be given a penalty. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure, you know. We are, the, uh, we are right now at this stage. We should not talk about VR anymore. We are done with it. But I think it was fun. I think um, the match was extremely good in terms of quality. 19 shots from Manchester United, 15 from uh, Aston Villa nine on target from manchester five on target from aston villa so i think it was uh more or less a very uh I, w- I would say an equal game aston villa they i think i haven't seen a better aston villa performance at the old trafford in a long time like this was a very good performance and traore again i think traore the kind of player he is watkins sometimes you know he always have this on and off days but traore is very very um you know skillful and his offensive awareness is very sharp he knows where the ball is he knows where to stand and he um scored a goal at 58 minute and just after that bruno fernandez scored from a penalty bruno fernandez again man this guy i think i think two things that Manchester United fans should uh take away from particular match number one obviously bruno fernandez the skills the captaincy and the prowess that he has and you know the the ability to Keep on moving in spite of just you know just just um getting one goal back from aston Villa. i think this was something that the uh manchester united fans should take from the match and the second point is antony martial we see to be honest if you have seen all the matches of antony martial antony martial was really really um what i'd say he wasn't um that much in form in the last couple of matches but he was he was in this match he was absolutely brilliant now, when you talk about Anthony Martial, we we have uh, seen few typical glimpses of him in the last couple of years, and we have seen what kind of a player he is, and what kind of things he do. Uh, especially, you know, his outstep and instep uh, in shots. We have seen we have seen uh, how he sometimes drop back and you know helps the midfield. So I think in this particular match, uh, match, uh, I think um, if you if you see it, Anthony Martial did this kind of things and I think it was a very good sign for Manchester United even though they had Kamani and even though Edison Kamani also had some on and off days Manchester United somehow they really really needed um, Anthony Martial to come and perform and he, he I think he is doing it right now and I think if that form goes on dude come on I like a lot of people are saying that a lot of people are you know openly even after this kind of performances they're completely saying that oh I, I I don't think Manchester United is in the title race or something I I don't think I don't see them with the trophy or something but if if this performance goes on I don't know why I really, I I really cannot see a reason why they cannot uh, hold the title like everyone is in turmoil it's not the it's not the uh, only club that has some difficulties in the past Liverpool what is what are they doing they have dropped points. As for Manchester City, they have dropped points. Uh, if you if you see Tottenham, Hospital, come on. So I think they are in a very very crucial shape right now, and in the next couple of matches, I think it's going to be extremely important for Manchester United to you know continue the momentum because the next few matches they have, I think it's going to be extremely crucial. I, I remember the 19th game week will be. Um, Against Liverpool for Manchester United, so that's going to be an interesting match. So yeah, I think I think it's an extremely interesting um, you know few game weeks in front of us, and I think as a football fan, I'll I'll thoroughly enjoy it. Now speaking of Tottenham Hospital, Tottenham Hospital three leads zero leads again with the same mentality that even though you uh, consider one or two goals, you go on and press. Tottenham Hotspur, despite the fact that they haven't um, you know. Really change their approach in the games. They have been uh, defensive, and a lot of people ask me that you know, come on, Rottenham Hotspur just scored three goals. How can they be defensive if they scored three goals? Now, obviously, uh, when you, when you talk about defensive or the mentality of being defensive, you don't talk about the strikers. You talk about the runs of the fullbacks and the uh, and the you know midfield structure somehow. Now, Hoibia and wings are uh, they started. And Ndombele was there after a long time and obviously this on Harry and Harry can know you know these two players whenever they combine whenever they get chance at the score but if you see Doherty he wasn't creating so many chances he wasn't going so up as he used to be in Wolves so they have been a little defensive in second half as well we have seen that Leeds have some chances but I think defensively Tottenham uh, Hotspur is a very good side because in respective of in terms of if you see Dyer and Oliveride they are, ex, are extraordinarily like defensively they're very strong and obviously the guy they have in front is Hoibia and Hoibia has been phenomenal so defensively Tottenham Hotspur have been really good and that's why we have seen the last couple of matches that even though they have dropped points they didn't consider goals so Tottenham Hotspur um, three lead zero does not mean that Tottenham Hospital is back in the race? Not sure, but you know, anything can happen right now. That's the a beauty of the Premier League. Now, anything can happen and matches like this, wins like this, three points like this can matter a lot. And I think uh, it's, it's a very crucial three point for Tottenham Hospital. And I think they needed this shift they needed this movement. And yeah, that, that's good. On the other hand, West Brom versus Arsenal. West Brom zero, Arsenal four. Things I, I didn't say for a long time in this, uh, you know, EPL Classic podcast. I think this this is an extremely uh, crucial match for Arsenal. Arsenal four, four goals, and I think few players that I really really liked in this particular match, and I think I I should talk about this player. Number one, I think Saka. And then Lacazette. Now Lacazette, when we uh, when we talked about him previously, we said how badly he he was off form, and how bad his positions were, how bad his offensive awareness were. But he scored two goals, although it was not a, like you know not, not a very very crucial goal, not a exclusive goal that that everyone should start enjoying Lacazette or everyone should you know start lamenting. Everyone should uh, praise Lacazette all of a sudden. But I think Lacazette, he he was there when the club needed him. I think that's the best thing one player can do. I think he was there exactly. 21 shots. 21 shots from Arsenal. 12 shots on target. I was extremely, extremely um, doubting uh, Arteta when he said that this team has fighting spirit. When they lost against a lot of... Uh, Club especially uh, Manchester City in uh, Carabao Cup, they have clearly said that I have, I can see players, uh, you know, they have the strength, they have the um, fighting back spirit. I think that's, and he clearly said that this particular failures are just a matter of time, and it will go away as as soon as possible, and they will come back stronger. You know, it's just like he, he was right, he was right, and four goals against West Brom, all the West Brom is a very very um you know weak side but arsenal wasn't great either it's not that arsenal was in a very good situation or they had a momentum going on or they had you know few um vr decisions going for them it is just play, uh, pure football 21 shots 12 on target 62 percent ball position six to three passes 82 percent pass accuracy brilliant absolutely brilliant i think this is what you what you Expect when you talk about Arsenal, you know, this is what you this is a stat you really expect from a match like this and this is exactly What they have produced and I think I, I really really liked Arsenal playing in now I'll come back to the transfer. I will make a different episode on transfer and I'll talk about how The OG situation is right now But yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy for them. And I think if they continue this momentum um, You yeah, know something good can happen Now Leicester City 2, Newcastle 1 Leicester City, they had to win the match They had to because everyone won You know, Arsenal won Then Manchester United won Then Tottenham Hotspur won See, Leicester City, let's be honest They don't have a particular, uh, you know, set of dreams Set of, um, you know, idea or pressure from the board That they have to be in the top 4 They have to be in the title race I think whatever they are doing is beyond their expectations and obviously the players they have Jamie Vardy, Madison, Timbertson and Pratt, then Kastane, Justin, Hofana they are, they are extremely good they are talented and results like this wins like this is expected from them the thing that I really like about Leicester City is um, sometimes when Jamie Vardy is not there someone steps up it is extremely important for a club like this where 42% of the Total goals scored in the last couple of matches have been done by only one player, which is Jamie Gualdi. And whenever he is not being able to score, whenever he has been marked, whenever he is just not, it's just not his day, I think it's extremely important for other players to jump in. And that's what Madison did. Whenever Madison comes in, that's the thing, you know, Barnes is there. But whenever Madison comes in in the particular squad, it, it just makes it more, more, uh, what's she say? It, it, it makes it more strong. Obviously, Leicester City. Mm, I'm not. I'm not really sure whether how far they will go in terms of um, you know league table because obviously I'm not really in the mood to say anything about the league table right now because we all know how uh, freaking difficult or how free, uh, freaking tricky it is right now with all the players, all the clubs are extremely close to them. Well, but I, I really think with the players they have, the quality they have, Leicester City they can go really really far now let's to the match let to the derby we had chelsea versus manchester city chelsea won, manchester city 3 manchester city magical this, this is the one word that i have as a fan when you watch a match now like you know what after uh, doing this podcast after being a football pundit after being a premier league pundit i have been more or less a neutral guy but sometimes, you know, obviously, you have a soft corner for your favourite team, right? So whenever Manchester City plays, I, I watch it with extra focus. Now, Manchester City in this particular match were phenomenal. Like You, you cannot expect any club to play better than this. 1-2 passes, third man moving, you know, everything that you, each, that you see, one touch pressing, pressing was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You have no idea they were counter-attacking and they were pressing the um, players, I remember this one particular uh, time in the second half when um, Chelsea got the ball just in the midfield and Pep Guardiola clearly shouted that squeeze this is what he shouted, he said uh, squeeze twice and I think that that shows how um, even though they were winning 3-0 in, in in the first half they still had their mentality and they squeezed chelsea and if you see chelsea chelsea just goes really wide you know he he's just extremely smart pep body he's just extremely smart with his strategy they know he knows that chelsea in the first half they stayed a little bit narrow and in the second half they go wide now this is what he did he kept the team narrow and that's why Phil Foden and um, if you see on the right hand side if we had Raheem Sterling they were not actually pressing um Aspilicueta and um, Chilwell they were not pressing they were in the middle of the central back and the wing back they were in the middle and they were unmarked because these two wing backs were extremely wide the moment these two extreme uh, these two um, you know wing backs were extremely wide it made things easy for Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden to make the run in between and they go high so up that it is really hard for them to track back. Now there was a clip that I saw and it was extremely controversial from Chelsea's perspective. If you remember the third goal where Conte he wanted to clear the ball out and he couldn't do it and Raheem Sterling got the ball and he ran and he took a shot the ball came off from the post and it was an easy finish for um Kevin De Bruyne. Now in this particular scene when N'Golo Kante the ball Hakim Ziyech was supposed to track back but he slipped now in the if you see the footage if you see the um pictures or the footage or the real game uh, match video you will see that that particular slip or that particular you know whatever you call it was artificial it appeared to be artificial that it it wasn't something that you know happened naturally he just stopped he just stopped pretending that he slipped and it was a extremely crucial footage from Chelsea perspective because if a player acted because he didn't want to track back I think that, that is I think even this thing this situation is even, even worse than Arsenal because in Arsenal you have players who were fighting for it, who were willing to fight for the club, who were willing to fight for the manager. In other case, if you see Chelsea, it wasn't the case. I think I think in Chelsea players are not putting the effort. Obviously they're not putting the effort. Kevin De Bruyne throughout the match got so much free space. He could have played cricket, volleyball and everything he, he managed. You know, when you see the particular lineup without uh, Ferran Torres, without Gabriel Jesus, without Una Guiado, you always see who's going to be the number 9 and number 10. If, if it's a false 9, who's going to be? Will it be Bernardo Silva or will it be Kevin De Bruyne? Now, it was Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne said that it was a bizarre idea when he heard of it that he's going to be uh, number 9. But he managed to do it when you see it, and it was extremely crucial for me because the role of number nine is crucial a false nine um, you know kind of gives you an opportunity or flexibility that what his role will be will he drop back and help the midfield will he be an open player who can go in the left wing, right wing or who can go in defence will he be a free player or will he be a completely rigid number nine? So, this gives you flexibility and Kevin De Bruyne exploited that. He was everywhere. He was everywhere in the field. He was on the left, he was on the right, he was in the middle. So, it was extremely difficult for the Chelsea defenders. Obviously, Zoma, he could have done better in a lot of cases. He could have done better. I'm not literally blaming the goalkeeper because goalkeeper didn't have anything to do in three goals. But the Chelsea defence had to do better. They give so much space to Kevin De Bruyne. they give so much space to Phil Foden and Raheem Sterling. Yeah, obviously in the first goal, it was purely, it was purely Ike Gundogan who did the magic, obviously the turn, everything. But if you see it, throughout the match, Chelsea's pressing was extremely questionable. And Alen Shahid, he clearly said that this kind of performance sacks your manager. And it is going to be like, there are rumors that Frank Lampard may be sacked in the particular transfer window. He may, he might or he might not. That's a difficult, that's a different question. I, as I said, I'll make a different podcast on that. But if it happens, it's going to be a devastating thing for all the players. Because thing is, last time, the last particular season, Chelsea had the innocence you know they are losing the point everyone is like oh come on they didn't have anyone any player and all these players are young all these players are you know extremely young they are from academy so you just cannot expect anything from them so it was an innocent uh, vibe which was going on now you have expectations now that innocence has turned into expectations now you have spent 200 fucking million dude and you, if you expect a match like this if you see a match like this you will be disgusted if i see i i spend money on that and if i see timo warner it was ridiculous i have made a post on timo Wonder and his movement and i've asked my uh followers what they think about timo warner and we have discussed about this a lot if you haven't followed me on instagram you just should go and follow me on instagram where i discuss a lot of things with my followers i talk with them i listen to what they are saying because obviously football is just not about the one perspective it is people who are who have different perspective and we love talking about it right so follow me on instagram i'll give you a link down below and yes we'll see you there now the time i'm recording this particular episode and by the time i'll release it maybe liverpool and southampton will play southampton all the last couple of matches they have lost the spark they had and the what browse you know momentum which was going on it is not there liverpool is not in the great side as well so it can't be a crucial thing for Liverpool to get three points. If they do not get the three points, it's going to be extremely easy for Manchester United and Manchester City to catch up and be in the title race now. Tottenham Hospital and Um Leicester City they are in a comfortable position, I guess. Better than Everton Aston Villa Chelsea. Everton is still in the better position because they have played one match less and they are in the 29 points. You know, so. Yeah, it's not that bad. They're exactly in the same point. They are Aston Villa. They have played fifteen matches and they are in the twenty-six uh, points. If they win the match in hand, they will get twenty-nine, so they can move in fourth, fifth. So who knows? So and Chelsea. They have played seventeen and they have twenty-six points. So it's gonna. Be, it's a devastating situation for Chelsea. And they have to sit back. They have to come. They have to come back and they have to come back stronger. And hopefully, we will see something similar to arsenal because arsenal is phenomenal arsenal the the way they came back the way they have shown the attitude after losing so many matches after you know listening to so many criticism arteta he didn't stop he didn't uh you know stop his work he didn't get demoralized he went back he went back to his job he did it perfectly and i think we can see the similar thing and I, i hope i will see similar thing from lampard and chelsea because obviously this particular team has a lot to offer and lampard as a manager is extremely um, genius. I, I would say the genius is the right word. I would say his uh, rampart as a manager is very smart as well. On this note, guys, in, in this particular episode here, if you really like listening to April Classy, you can just go and follow me on Instagram. You can literally um, help me just by doing that. You know, we, I love talking about football. Right? So I, love, I love sharing with you. I love sharing my views. I love sharing my analysis. I love sharing my, you know, predictions and everything so please go and follow me on instagram if you are uh, new then you can follow me on uh, spotify as well so that you can get all the episodes as soon as i release it so yeah i'll come back as soon as possible i know we have some Carabao matches in this particular week where manchester united is facing manchester city so it's it's a manchester derby in the Carabao cup and I, i think i'll talk about that as well in the football bonus so wait for that i'll come as soon as possible thank you guys